Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Thank you, Freddie, for doing such a great job on that on that uh, song. I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, doing our 476th podcast. Incredible. It has me humbled tremendously. Today, we're just going to give you small bites of medical information like M&Ms so you can easily digest them and not have them melt in your pocket. And we'll talk a little bit about mushrooms, niacin, quercetin, and uh, again, remind you that it is important for you to be the CEO of your own body, to take control, reminding you that Corporations like BlackRock and other big corporations are buying up medicine. They're buying up hospitals. They're buying up doctor's practices. They're buying physicians. 84% of physicians are employed. So they cannot always do for you what they know is right, just like during the COVID epidemic. So you have to take control of yourself. Listen to programs like this. Read uh, about home health care. And uh, if you need emergency care, please, we do have the best emergency care in the world. We fail in chronic conditions where we have, especially seniors taking three, four, five, up to 11 different medications. We have seniors having five, six, or seven different types of physicians, cardiologists, dermatologists, endocrinologists, pulmonologists, immunologists, and their care is fragmented, and they are put on on medications, one one from each one, and sometimes others to take control control of the side effects are the first ones. So I think you see where our... I'm going with that, and I've been telling you that the future of medicine is here now. It is in frequencies, and uh, we will get around to doing more programs on that because our bodies understand frequencies, and both Nikola Tesla and Einstein were very well aware of uh, the power of frequency energy. So have you ever heard of Penn State University? Well, guess what? They found that eating more mushrooms is associated with a lower risk of developing the big C, cancer. They examined a lot of studies between 1966 and 2020. 
close to 20,000 cancer patients. And they found that individuals who ate 18 grams of mushrooms a day, get this now, had a 45% lower risk of cancer compared to those who did not eat mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms are a fungus, and we all used to kid about there's a fungus among us, but they are packed with vitamins, nutrients, and specific antioxidant called ergothionine. More on that in a minute, too. Ergothionine is unique because it's considered a protector of our cells. When our bodies are under a lot of oxidative stress, that seems to be the key developer developer in cancer. The ergothionine in mushrooms is a protector against that. Consuming mushrooms on a regular basis ensures you're getting enough ergothionine, theonine, which keeps your body, your body cells, your body cell supply well protected. Pretty good reason why to maybe put some mushrooms in your diet, isn't it? Well, I think so. And I think it shouldn't be too hard to incorporate them into your diet, especially salads and stir fries and even soups. And I know my friends, they even have them as side, side dishes to their favorite meal. So to proactively uh, prevent cancer, just wanted to bring that to your attention. That's from Science Daily, University of uh, Penn State University. And there was more on mushrooms, especially porcini mushrooms. So mushrooms in general, we said, are a good source of uh, antioxidants. But they're a good source of fiber, vitamin B, C, calcium, potassium, phosphorus, magnesium, selenium, zinc, and of course, the master antioxidants, ergothionine and glutathione. And, and these antioxidants have a specific role, it seems, to protect your DNA from damage. That's how it protects yourself. Protects mainly the DNA. And the glutathione is important for detoxification of heavy metals and other contaminants. And and over the course of this past year, have I not talked enough about the contaminants, the 85,000 chemicals in our environment, the chemicals in cosmetics, in personal care products, in laundry products, in dishwashing products. Ergothionine and glutathione are considered important anti-aging compounds. Did that get your attention? Anti-aging. They may offer protection against age-related conditions. Heart disease, Alzheimer's, and the big C. Wild seps, ZPS, also known as porcini mushrooms, contain the highest amount of these antioxidants of the 13 mushrooms that were tested in this study. But they even found that the white button mushrooms contain more of these antioxidants than most other foods.
And these antioxidants are glutathione and glutathione are heat stable. So cooking mushrooms does not significantly affect their health benefits. Well, I hope that got your attention a little bit because it's, again, reported in science. So, nextly, next item. Does cheese make you fat? Well, the low-fat group will tell you it's horrible for you. The vegans will probably call you names if you touch the stuff. And mainstream allopathic pilfer and ill doctors may blindly tell you it's going to make you fat. But you know what? Like Paul Harvey said, let's see what science says about eating cheese, especially when it comes to your waistline. According to a lengthy study published in, guess what? The New England Journal of Medicine, eating cheese is essentially neutral when it comes to your weight. They looked at 120,000 people for uh, several decades and identified several foods tied to, tied to weight loss. All right, hold on to your chairs. Use the duct tape. These included meats, potatoes, grains, and guess what? Cheese. In fact, those who ate cheese regularly during the study showed minimal inverse relationship between body mass and cheese consumption. What does that mean? It means eating cheese in most cases is tied to weight loss. All right, hold on to your chair again, because the study also found that increased dairy consumption led to increased muscle mass and a decrease in body fat. So do you still believe in the myth that cheese make you, makes you fat? Now, I'm not saying go out and eat a whole block of, block of cheese, you know, the, like you find in, a, in some of the uh, ethnic markets. But, you know, it's okay to indulge in some cheese and other dairy products from time to time without worrying about your waistline or about your health. And we know cheese comes in all sizes and shapes, but generally a serving of cheese is about an ounce. Let's say about the size of a pair of dice, those of you that have been to the casinos. A serving of whole milk is eight ounces. A serving of whole fat yogurt is one cup. And most yogurts have come in a container of equal to one cup. So that's the truth about dairy. Also from science, science times. Don't want you to be afraid of of cheese. So now we got, we have uh, in our diet, we can have some cheese and we can have uh, some mushrooms. Now, what if you go to your allopathic physician and uh, he has a pill for every ill he finds with you? And he says, 
you have high cholesterol. You know, whether you like it or not, and I don't like it, uh, these cholesterol medications are handed out like M&Ms. Suppose you had your cholesterol reading and you just had a big juicy steak. You know, it's going to be elevated, but that does not mean that you need a cholesterol drug. It doesn't mean your cholesterol is shooting as high as a fountain. You think he, the doctor, will talk to you about lifestyle changes, exercise, a Mediterranean-type diet, and actually measure the particles of your high cholesterol? But let's say by chance they, you do have high cholesterol. Most times, lifestyle changes, like a healthy diet and exercise can lower it. But if you struggle with really high cholesterol, there's something natural out there for you. Niacin. Niacin is a B vitamin. It was discovered in yeast and meat about 90 years ago. It was found that it could cure pellagra, a disease caused by B3 deficiency. But you don't hear too much about the pill for the niacin from the pill for an ill doctors. But it has been widely considered the first medication to lower cholesterol levels. So niacin is made up of nicotinic acid and niacinamide. Both are found in foods and supplements, but each has a different effect on your body. Niacinamide, if you don't already know, it can help treat psoriasis and help reduce your risk of non-melanoma skin cancer. Non-melanoma skin cancer. Nicotinic acid, another component of niacin, can improve most aspects, if not all, of your lipid profile. Specifically, your low density lipoprotein, LDL, the bad stuff, and your high density lipoprotein, HDL, the good stuff, and triglycerides. In fact, when consumed regularly, niacin can lower your levels of LDL by 20%, raise your HDL, the good stuff, by 35%, and lower triglycerides, get this, hold on to your seats, by 50%. How does it do that? Well, it stops an enzyme called triglyceride synthesis. It, um, I misspoke. Niacin stops an enzyme involved in triglyceride synthesis. What's that mean? It means it stops carrying bad cholesterol into your bloodstream. Niacin ensures that your good cholesterol goes up and your bad cholesterol goes down. Anything wrong with that without taking a drug that has a myriad of side effects, including diabetes, Parkinson's, and we've talked about that. The balance of high versus low is critical to your health. It's important to have high, good cholesterol, the HDL, because that can lower your risk of heart disease and stroke. And in turn, keep your LDL cholesterol low. 
They're minimizing these conditions. Talk to your healthcare provider about this and see if they don't agree that niacin is a good place to start along with lifestyle changes. And the Journal of the American Medical Association, specifically the Archives of Internal Medicine in 2004, April 12th, if you need a reference, is has an article entitled, New Perspectives on the Use of Niacin in the Treatment of Lipid Disorders. Part of the article states, quote, niacin favorably affects all lipids and lipoproteins, making it an alternative to fibrates for treating patients with hyperlipidemia and may be used either alone or in combination. Niacin, ladies and gentlemen, it reacts in the body, like your and your body recognizes it. It's not a foreign agent, and it doesn't lower your cholesterol to the point where you get you become deficient in other hormones because cholesterol is important for vitamin D, your sex hormones. It's involved in a lot of chemistry in your body. Your body needs cholesterol. Your brain needs cholesterol. When you deprive your brain of cholesterol, you're, you you have you're you're leading yourself to further problems like dementia and Alzheimer's. So when I was in medical school in the early '60s, you know, if it was high, lower it; if it was low, higher it. That that doesn't go anymore because we know more about the physiology. Our body is not just chemistry. It's physics, it's energy. And we know a lot more about it now. Okay, so that's another little tidbit I wanted you to know. And, uh, and another one. What's your first line of defense? It's your immune system, right? And where's most of your immune system? In your gut. And you know, I've talked for years about having a superior interior, having a good balanced microbiome. So your immune system is your first line of defense against infections. Could be bacteria, could be viral. But how about flu? That's a viral infection. But you know what? If you have a robust immune system, you're going to be in, in good shape to fight it. And we've been using quercetin throughout the uh, Chinese virus, right? Quercetin and zinc. Pioneered by, uh, oh my gosh, Dr. Dr. Uh, forget his name, from New York, who treated uh, President Trump. Hmm. Maybe I maybe I should get my cholesterol up a little bit. Doctor Zelenko, that's it. Doctor Zelenko. Well, be that as it may, we've used quercetin, and quercetin is a plant flavonoid found naturally in apples. Plums, red grapes, green tea, elderflowers, onions, 
it packs a powerful antiviral punch. And it guess what? It does inhibit several strains of influenza, hepatitis B and C, and other viruses. It combats inflammation and acts as a natural antihistamine. Natural antihistamine, not a drug, something your body will recognize easily. Quercetin reduces viral illnesses and boosts mental performance following extreme physical stress. And you know, the marathon runners and so forth had to be careful because they really overload their system with oxidative free radicals. And when you do a lot of extreme physical stress, quercetin can reduce uh, the, the effects of that. Which one of the effects of extreme mental stress is undermining your immune function. So quercetin is noted to inhibit the virus's ability to infect your cells, inhibits the replication of an already infected cell, and reduces the infected cell's resistance to treatment with antiviral medication. So it has a lot of uh, a lot of good effects. Hey, Lizzie, I just got back here. Thanks for joining in. So there were the, the tidbits I wanted to talk to you about today. And if you're feeling tired, you know, uh, we, especially since we changed the clocks, that's normal. I mean, it, this has been studied for a long time. Seems like we need a lot more sleep in the winter than we do in the summer, but it takes our bodies a while to adjust to it. I was going to report to you about this study, but it's long. It's a really long study. Um, it's out of Germany. They looked at thousands of patients. So we, you know, we're not living in a bubble. Uh, so just know it could be normal. So if you're a little bit tired, uh, since we've changed the clocks, just be sure you're, uh, you know, eating good, eating your probiotics, your prebiotics, your kimchi, your kefir. Uh, it's all really important. Good mental attitude, having an attitude of gratitude is really important. Uh, and we have to remember that most of our DNA is based from viruses and bacteria. Only, it's hard to believe that only 1% of our DNA is, is human DNA. We have three to four pounds of bacteria and viruses if you, add, if you weigh them. So our microbiome, our interior, our, our interior, which we have to maintain superior, is really fundamental to our body. And it does have to do with uh, our sleep patterns too. But it's complicated. Just know that it's, it's, not, an, it's not abnormal if you're a little bit tired uh, during this uh, springtime. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dr. Ron. Uh, we wanna keep restoring your energy 
Okay. We want you to eat good, wholesome foods. Our bodies are quite adaptive if we treat them right. And treating them right means also don't overdose on, on vitamins and minerals. Don't use vitamins and minerals in pharmacological doses. Then you're almost using these supplements as a drug. See if you can understand that. So maybe a few things that you're not familiar with that you should be including every day is Reservatrol from Red Grapes. Curcumin from turmeric, spirulina, and cocoa. Okay, good, good to have in your diet every day. All natural. So good nutrition from the food we eat is important because it continues to provide us with the building blocks for our health. So our nutritional approach should not take us down the wrong path where we simply throw nutrients at our body in quantities that nature never intended. Because as I said, our body is not based entirely on chemistry. It's based on physics and energy as our bodies and entire world are built from this. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron. Uh, you can catch me always on Podbean. Uh, also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Tune, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, LinkedIn, all as Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. The doctor is in the house. And thank you, Pastor Kelly, for joining in. I don't have much more to say today because I've been keeping these podcasts simple. I will tell you that in the next couple of weeks, I will have Tobias Siegel on. We're going to get back to talking about ozone. Ozone is not a bad thing. Uh, your body uh, cannot live without oxygen. And as proved by Dr. Otto Warburger, two-time Nobel Prize winner. And one way of getting oxygen in a fairly inexpensive way into our system, is using an ozone generator. Now, during the height of the Chinese virus, a lot of the shows we did on ozone were taken down, but I think people realize that uh, through the work of Dr. Schellenberger and Rowan, that ozone is really uh, something we have to explore, and if we can use it, we should put it as a part of our maintaining our health. So we'll have Tobias Siegel on in the next couple of weeks. And we'll have Dr. Jerry Smith on, again, to talk about frequency healing. You know, the healing that uh, was predicted to be the future of medicine by Einstein and Nikola Tesla. So I thank you. Have a great day. Have an attitude of gratitude. Try and also always be kind. Uh, hard to do, I know. Try to live in the moment and uh, be thankful uh, 
for where you are. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron, now we'll have Freddie take us home. Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house